Coaches, thanks again for joining us, the Pound Rock Podcast. We have our second part here with Coach Doug Spore from Euless Trinity High School. His first year there. In the previous podcast, he talked a little bit about building his culture, uh, some things that uh, they want to do, especially in his first year, his first fall uh, with the girls, and, and some good team-building thoughts for, for all of us, whether we've been at a school for many years or if it's our first year somewhere. Coach Spore, thanks again for joining us. Uh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your coaching style. What are some things that, uh, if we were to come watch a practice or watch a game, what would what would be some things that you would want us to see from you and from your team? Well, we are ridiculously, or we want to be ridiculously simple. Um, and we, we uh, offensively, we are motion offense, and, and it's a basic, when you pass the ball, uh, you cut or you screen, and then you know. Then we practice how do we use those screens, and, and you know that kind of thing. But but you know it's just it's basic stuff. We talk about spacing, moving the ball, uh, reversing the ball. I should say. I try to be specific with that. We say move the ball, we want to reverse the ball, and and then move yourself. You know, and uh, I give the kids. There's a few um, NBA stats I've come across through the years. One of them is from 14, 15, I think. I got it from a crossover email that, you know, they track all this stuff in the NBA because there's 14 assistants and 12 video guys. Yeah. And it's like if they have zero ball reversals, they average like 0.63 points per possession. And if they have one ball reversal, it's like 0.8 points per possession. And if they have two or more, it's like 1.1. Well, I give them that stuff, and I go, if it's good enough for the NBA, it's good enough for us, you know? And, and just things like that to try to, to reinforce that. And, and you talk about, you know, we have to take great shots. And that's very, you know, everybody talks about that. But, you know, we try to say, what is a great shot? Well, it's a layup. It's, then we're looking for a free throw. And then we're looking for an open three by a three-point shooter. So, so we go through those things pretty specifically. And, um, you know, as far as shooting the threes, I, we try to track that during our practice as much as possible. When any kind of scrimmage format, um, I'm going to have half the team, my assistant's going to have half the team, and we're going to track threes. And then, and then once we get to district, in, in non-district, we'll kind of let them you know, do what they think they can do to a certain extent. And then when we get to district, we will, we'll let them know, hey, you don't have the green light, you do, and this is why. Yeah. This is your percentage. It has nothing to do with I like you, I don't like you. These are the numbers, and the numbers don't lie. And so offensively, you know, like I said, we don't run any set plays. I'm not saying I won't have one or two, but generally we do not. Um, and, and I can't sit here and be honest with you that our movement is always amazing, but we will move. And, yeah. and we will get good shots if, if they will do what they're supposed to do. Um, kids don't want to chase people around. You know, no. I, I just, they get tired of chasing people around. So, <laughs> um, and then defensively, we um, I've only played zone the last seven years, and literally we will pick a zone when the year starts based on who we have. I've played three different zones in the last seven years, and then this year we're going back to one we played about six years ago. And we just pick a zone and we get good at it. And then by the time we get into district, we uh, we don't have to practice it a whole lot. Now, yeah. now we'll walk through what we think the other team's going to do or – Second round, we'll look at the film, see what they did, and go, hey, this is what we need to look for. But we just kind of say, and the, boy, the boys head coach at Keller, when I was there, Randall Grant, he said, oh, yeah. well, 
he kind of has the same philosophy. He might play a couple different zones, but him and I were both zone coaches and a little different philosophy than how we did things, but both zone principles. And and we both said, you know, hey, uh, we're going to have more time to shoot, more time to work on skills because once they learn the zone, you know, we're, we learned it and we're practicing it every game. And uh, so, you know, I guess those are a couple different things that I do. Um Practice-wise, we'll start out every day with a warm-up drill of some sort where they got to, you know, we try to do time and score on everything as much as we can and and knock out our defense early on. And then the second third, I kind of divide practice into thirds. The second third, we'll go with uh, our team O. Mm -hmm. And then the last third, we do shooting and skills because I figure, you know, all all the kids like to shoot and work on their skills, so we'll save that for the end. And, um but, that, you know, that's just how I do it. There's so many ways to win, but that's just what I felt like it's worked for us a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just a couple questions about uh, first your offense. With your motion, do you like the five out or four out or three out, two in? Does, does it p- depend on your personnel? Kind of what's your, what's your thought yeah. there? Generally, we, we I like five out the best. Now, the last four years, I was blessed to Keller had a really good post kid. Right. So when she was in, we'd be four out. But generally, I like five out, and then if we have a kid that can post up a little bit consistently, you know, I'll just say, you know, you get a basket cut in there, post up for, you know, the ball's on the wing, you post up, you don't get it, get out, you know. Sure. But I, I really like just leaving that lane open so we can get some cuts and some screens and all that good stuff. And, and you know, you have, at the end of the day, you're going to have to have a few kids that can make threes because otherwise teams are going to sag in a little bit. But right. for the most part, you know, so many teams today, at least when we're playing here, they want to pressure the ball and pressure everything. So, you know, I like being five out and get some, you know, some back cuts and whatever. So Yeah. And then uh, defensively, uh, you probably don't want to go into too much detail, but is your zone more uh, kind of a ball pressure zone? Do you think it's going to be more of that at, at Trinity than what it was, depending on the, the athletes that you may have now? Are you all going to kind of maybe trap more? Is it going to be more ball pressure? Or kind of what's your, what's your thought there for your, for your team now? Well, I... I uh... Uh, that's what I was thinking uh, <laughs> initially, but but I'm, I'm right now. I think we're leaning back more toward uh, a zone. We played, I guess it was my third, fourth, and fifth year at Keller, and I stole it from a guy named Brian Osterman, who was the top assistant at TCU, and then the the female assistant, and then uh, Jeff Mitty, who was the head coach there three, four years ago, got the K State job. So they're at K-State now. Anyway, so I, I was at a TCU game. I saw them run this one three one, and I thought, yeah, I kind of like that. But I couldn't tell by the game what the rules were sure. about seven, eight years ago, like I said. So then just by pure luck, this coach, Brian Osterman, lived in Keller. So his daughters showed up at my basketball camp. And and so then he was there one day, and I said, hey, this is six months after the season. You know, I said, I saw you guys run a one three one. Can you show that to me? Well, then that summer they were practicing for a, a overseas trip. So right. I went down there and got to know him. And anyway, so it's kind of like beeline one three one. You know, play the passing lane. Uh-huh. The wings really out wide, um, and the top person is is between the top two. He's not really pressuring the ball. So you're, you're playing the passing lane. There should be no direct passes, and your middle is is covering the ball, so to speak. Gotcha. Side side. Yeah. And then your baseline guys running. So. 
you know, we played that for three years and, and several years ago, and I think we're the only team we saw that played it, so mm. I kind of like that because I thought, yeah. well, team's only going to have a day or two to prepare for us, and they're going to know what we're going to play, but they still only have a day or two to prepare. So I think that's what we're leaning towards this year. So I guess it's more pressure in the passes rather than pressure of the ball. I got you. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I, it's it's funny because, uh, you know, out here in West Texas – uh, on the on the boys and girls side, we don't see a ton of of one three one. There's a lot of zone, but not a lot of one three one. And so I think there's a lot to what you just said about maybe being unique. Uh, you know, one uh, a coach I heard says you you better have better athletes or uh, or you know a better defense. And so I think that kind of gives you that better defense uh, kind of mentality uh, when it comes yeah. to preparation at least that's that's kind of cool um now uh, as far as as far as your your style what what are you going to do um you know uh playoff time comes around uh you guys are are playing great uh are are you someone who's gonna try to keep that same routine of practice are you going to change it up a little bit are you going to shorten it are you going to long make it longer are you going to do more scouting reports kind of what what what's going to happen once the season gets to the nitty-gritty the only thing, well, uh, you know, a little history, there was, I don't know, four or five years ago, we were getting ready to play Plano East. And, and normally, I, boy, we, we stay pretty consistent with what we do. And by that time of year, we're practicing 90 minutes, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of unique about four or five years ago, we were getting ready to play Plano East. And, and my assistant saw them live the last game of the season. And we obviously were playing, but I sent him to watch. And, and he was like, man, coach, we have never seen a team this aggressive and this helpless skelter and I'm like, oh man, what are we going to do? So we kind of changed up our offense going into that game. Of course, you have a week to prepare. Mm-hmm. We kind of went with a high post and almost like a Princeton, just no screens. We're just cutting back door, hit the high post, cut off the high post, all this stuff, you know. And so I guess you know we kind of took a risk there, but it paid off for us. Um, so I guess I say that because don't be afraid to change if you have to, especially going into the playoffs you got a week to prepare generally, you know, so you can make a small change. You know, we're not talking about often calling 20 set plays. Yeah, you yeah. Small you're not putting in the triangle and, offense or anything, so. Yeah, no, you're not changing anything up. I mean, our kids, it was basic concepts, you know, back cut, this kind of thing, but we did change it up a little bit. Um, and then I think one of the things I do come playoff time that, that I don't know, hopefully it's working, I don't know, is, we will always, I think you always have to do this, but specifically playoff time, is you got to sell to the kids why we will win. And I just type it out. And, and normally I don't like to talk about winning, so to speak. You know, we try to just play our best, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Let's not freak out about winning the game. But come playoff time, I'm, I do tell them, you know, guys, let's be realistic. Are you having fun this year? Yeah, coach, we're having fun. Then you have to win to keep having fun. You know, if we want to practice tomorrow, you have to win. Let's just tell it like it is, you know. In the middle of the district, no, there's going to be another practice. There's going to be another game. Come playoff time, we got to win. This is why we're going to win. So I'll give them a sheet. And they'll have about as many reasons as I can realistically come up with why we're going to win, you know, what we're going to do better, why why our team is going to be better, who, where are our advantages, and and just try to sell that as much as I can. And, and, uh, and they look forward to that sheet, and, I actually had a dad tell me last year, he goes, my daughter came to me and said, you know, Coach Ford gave us a sheet. Why are we going to win? You know, and so, so I'm like, well, they must be buying in. So, so um, and even last year we got stuck playing Duncanville. And, yeah. And I told him, I said, hey, you will have a sheet tomorrow to tell you why we're going to beat Duncanville, which 
we didn't beat Duncanville, but there's no shame in that. No, no, there's not. Uh, that's that's really cool. I like that. Win. Yeah. No, that's that's good because you can never give your kids too too much confidence uh, in regards to your preparation. You know their belief system going into the playoffs, and uh, I, I really like that. That's uh, a lot of confidence from the coach can kind of seep into our players. I, I hope that mm-hmm. uh, that's a, that's a really good thought. Thank you for sharing. All right, well, coach, I'm going to cut you off, and then we're going to have one more episode, and the last episode is going to be all about books and okay. podcast or TED talks, whatever you want to share with us, because I know I know you have some good stuff. So, coach, thanks for joining us, and we'll be right back with you. Okay.